When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Here's a crew perfectly comfortable using Baylor twine as a belt. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome and happy Tuesday. I'm Charity Seebecker. Happy to be with you this morning. Today will be sunny with a high of 83. Tomorrow will be partly cloudy with a high of 85. And on Thursday, it'll be a mix of sunshine and clouds and 89 degrees. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, has more weather details coming your way a little later. Coming up, I talked with Jimmy Cheatham, a barge captain on the Western Rivers. He provides us some insight into how the low water levels of the Mississippi Rivers are impacting shipments. We'll also hear from Jeff Eastman, CEO of Astalon Bio LLC, about their innovative approach to biorefining. Farm team member Stephanie Hoff talks with the Wisconsin Beef Council about how they're supporting food banks. And John Heiberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing, will join us later as well. These are things you don't want to miss. Stick around. As proud supporters of the dairy industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during June Dairy Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious dairy products for our nation and the world, which is why at Compure Financial, they're defined by you, your hopes for the future, as well as your needs today. Visit Compure.com or call 844-426-6733 to learn more. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. At the University of Wisconsin-Madison, agriculture is in our nature. It's where our research feeds our families, as well as our economy. Where we're not just growing our food, we're growing our futures. Where world-class education and innovation begin. Because you can't stop a badger. There's no better way to get a first-hand look at the low water levels of the Mississippi River and the impacts that it has on shipments than the pilot house of a river towboat. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Jimmy Cheatham, barge captain on the Western Rivers, otherwise known as Captain J-Rock on TikTok, provides some insight into what he's facing. I have been farming, raised on the farms from the get-go, and I've been a line boat captain for about 28 years, collectively working on the river about 35 years. I guess the biggest draw would be the I live in a rural America here in, in Boot Hill, Missouri, and there's not a lot of job opportunity. My dad was a, a wheelman on the boat, and my grandfather was as well. And uh, I tried to break away. I went to college, got a degree. There's no doors would open up. I worked my way through college, so I went back out there on the boat, and that's where I stayed. During peak harvest, all we heard about really was the low water levels and how that was affecting transportation. Well, now we've been kind of in a drought right here with little to no rain. So how are the water levels looking? 
it's not looking real good. We're going to see a repeat of last year, I'm afraid. How has that impacted the movement of commodities? Is Take me through what that's looked like, the freight traffic, things like that. On the aspect of the river transportation, when we have low water, tow sizes are reduced. That's the number of barges we can push. And there's always the potential possibilities of river closures due to channel failure, and they have to go in there and dredge, which might take 24 hours. It might take a week. That's one of the things that hampers us during low water stages. You mentioned the tow numbers. What is a normal tow number year compared to where we're kind of looking at for this year? Well, you know, you're looking at like 6,000 horsepower boat will generally take 15 out of the upper Mississippi. That will do. Extreme low water when St. Louis gets below a zero on the gauge reduces to uh, instead of 25 out of St. Louis to Cairo, we take 20. And that trickle effects on down the river. You know, usually those same size boats will take 20 on down the river, sometimes 25. But your bigger horsepower boats like your 10.5s, 11,000s, that normally take 46 loads, they're reduced down to 36 loads. And that causes a backlog of barges in the fleets. Also to mention, when the river drops continuously like it's looking like it's going to do, then they have to lighten the drafts. Instead of Cairo South going to a 10-6 or 11-6-foot draft barge, they're going to 8.5-foot, 9-foot, and that's less tonnage moved. So it takes more barges to move the product, which causes the price of shipping to go up. Can you give me some insight into the seasonality of moving these commodities out of Wisconsin? For instance, we just put a new crop in the ground, but with having to cut those tonnages down and the amount you're able to move, are we still moving quite a bit of the past crop, or what is this looking like currently? China did a little bit of a thing. They canceled pretty large order, which didn't affect a lot of the market, even price-wise. The long-term effect that we're looking at for like Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, moving product. It could divert to rail if the lower Mississippi gets congested due to low water. So what products are you hauling? I know you're back on land now, but when you were out there most recently, what have you been hauling? Or are you seeing more of a demand for certain products than others? Right now, we're still trying to get a lot of agricultural products to move north into the cities in St. Paul, Minnesota, and all destinations in between. Carrying a lot of fertilizers up. Bulk salt, we haul steel, anything that can be moved by bulk. But right now, there's been a lot of fertilizer being moved up that should have been already in place. What are the labor aspects of this job like? Are there a lot of captains, or do people really know that this is a job opportunity or want to be this? No, right now, as in any industry, we are in dire straits for potential prospects to hire on. At one time, I read, and this has been a few years ago, the maritime industry was 75,000 men and women short. Then numbers have breached 180,000 now currently. And our industry, just on the Western Rivers aspect of it, is hurting. We're not getting the, the, the younger people out there to work. The potential to move up to a chief engineer or to a wheelman or pilot or captain, advancement is can happen real quick for you. You put in your time, which the Coast Guard requires a certain set of hours that you have to work before you can apply for like a, a mate's or a uh, apprentice license to be a pilot. You know, a young gentleman or a gal starting out about 18 to 20 years old 
can be in the wheelhouse if they really work hard by the time they're 28 making six figures. But the competition to that is there's a lot of trade skills today in manufacturing facilities is paying close to the same thing where they can be home. How has that labor shortage then affected movement? Is there a certain amount that you're behind because you don't have as much labor to be able to move these things? No, we are keeping the boats crewed right now. But in the future, I can see a potential effect. Um, And I say that in respect to the number of uh, baby boomers that has retired out of the industry. Then you've got the Gen X. We're all looking at retirement between now and the next eight years. I'm thinking there there could be some potential uh, issues here in about 10 to 12 years. We rely on the Mississippi River. So is there anything happening at key ports or disputes that are affecting the transportation of these goods? Right now, there's not. Now, they're having a little issues on the lower Mississippi when it gets to down ground zero places. I know our Sackwater Harbor in the New Madrid area, I think, is experiencing some difficulty loading barges to 10-6 draft or 10-9 draft. And that's happening on down the river. You're going to see a lot of ports or a lot of facilities, granaries, fertilizing docks, whatnot, loading at a uh, lighter draft. And there's potential that if the river continues to fall like last year, some of these facilities won't be able to load. Their ports will be too shallow. You mentioned the possibility of some of this transportation switching to rail. Is there tension with rail going on? Between the barge industry and rail, as far as tension, no. It takes all three methods of transportation, the trucker, the railway, and the waterways to keep America moving. What happens when we get backed up and they try to divert to rail, it puts a lot of tension at that point on rail because they have to bring more boxcars out, they have to bring more engines out. And like any other industry, they have a labor issue themselves, older equipment, and it's hard on the entire network. Are there any other key challenges right now that you're seeing that are affecting the transportation? Weather is our biggest on-site that we really have to watch. As far as you know, transportation itself, the products that we have to move, no. I mean, you know, our river systems are maintained, and they continuously have to maintain them in low water. It takes, like I said, with dredging and efforts to, to keep the channels open. And normal river stages from Cairo south, you know, Cairo being in the 20s and Memphis being around 15 foot, which is common in the last few Junes that we've had due to snow and rain. You know, things flow pretty good, but this early fallout, this ain't nothing new. The river is not going to go dry, but it will cause issues and slow things down some. And that in turn, I think it's going to hurt the farmer. So what trends do you see then coming in the second half of 2023? Well, just in my experience being on the farm and whatnot, I'm more worried about the small farmer. Those at 5,000 acres and below, they may have to uh, co-op and build some uh, grain storage facilities there on the farm and be able to store their product until later into the fall, especially the central Midwest when it's not uh, accessible by rail to send to the West Coast. And most of our products go south to the Gulf of Mexico and go out. The cost of fertilizer right now, man, it's a killer on the farmer. I think toward the fall, if if the farmer had the facilities and the storage to do it, I think that if they could book and buy fertilizer, I mean, it's like throwing the dice on price, 
that's one of the big things right there, it seems like, in my area that might slow the farmer down some. I'd say if they could book ahead of time for next year and get it delivered and store it, that might be an option, but it'd be an awful expensive one. Right now, the companies, the speculators, how everybody's looking at it, you know, potential rainfall over the next 90 days. We know where the trouble spots are. The Corps of Engineers are already out with dredges right now. I'm thinking this year it may move a little bit better than last year. And it all goes back of how much money the federal government wants to fund these dredging operations. I mean, the waterways were developed by the federal government, and if they're going to maintain them or not. We're blessed the fact that Lock 24 and 25 will be built, and they've already started the groundbreaking procedures on new lock chambers, 1,200-foot chambers with those two locks, which will expedite southbound tonnage or even northbound tonnage on the upper Mississippi. The farmers today are more uh, educated into the sense of world affairs. I think my advice to the farmers is stick together, help one another, and watch those uptrends in the markets. I mean, you know, South America is one of our biggest competitors right now, and if they start having a not-so-good year, then it's time for us to step up and support that means and profit from it. That was Jimmy Cheatham, barge captain on the Western Rivers. Look for the link to his TikTok page in the article on our website for informational videos and a first-hand look into how things are going on the Mississippi River. You can find that at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Charity Seebecker. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The Young Farmer and Agriculturist Program with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau means for young farmers, it's a group of people that are like-minded who work together for the common good in agriculture. Some examples would be being on the state YFA committee or egg in the classroom or anything else that you would like to participate in. WFBF.com. You should join us. A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Today's story comes to us from a frustrated homeowner. Mother Nature was crafty, her plan was plotted. My windows are drafty, they're broken and rotted. I need new windows installed the right way. I want the best quality and can't overpay. Window World's process was easy and seamless. Best decision ever. Boy, I'm a genius. Call Window World today and be your story's hero. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors 
in need. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Good morning, folks. This is Nate Zimdars in for Pam Yankee today, helping out Charity Seebecker. And we are speaking with our egg meteorologist, Stu Muck. Stu, yesterday it was a little cloudy. looked like it could rain anytime, and that's not quite how the day turned out. No, not really, but there was a little rain here and there. I mean, a, a big variation here in the Fond du Lac area where the airport set a whole four hundredths of an inch. My rain gauge about five miles south said 17 hundredths of an inch. And a friend over near the Sheboygan County line had a quarter inch yesterday. I see a lot of quarter inch rains over in the far eastern parts of Wisconsin. Two Rivers, Hilbert um, picked up a little more rain in the east side of the state. Dry in the west, no doubt about that. And in fact, that sun tried to shine through, but we still have some of that smoke. And that's why an air quality alert is in effect statewide through noon on Thursday, wildfire smoke from Canada, still a big part of our life. It's going to make for a hazy skyline, keep kind of that gray look today. Oh, there's no imminent threat from precipitation. A system will try to build in from the west tomorrow. There'll be a small chance of a scattered shower or a storm at La Crosse or even Mauston as we look toward midday or afternoon. The rest of us seeing a bit of that rain chance Wednesday night or on into the day Thursday. Now, I still expect we may talk of rain amounts that could push up into that quarter, or maybe even half-inch range. There may be a small chance for severe weather in western Wisconsin, strong winds or maybe a little hail as we head on through Wednesday night or into the day Thursday. I'll have forecast details right after this. As proud supporters of the dairy industry, Compere Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during June Dairy Month. Compere recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious dairy products for our nation and the world, which is why at Compere Financial, they're defined by you, your hopes for the future, as well as your needs today. Visit Compere.com or call 844-426-6733 to learn more. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All right, we're back with our egg meteorologist, Stu Muck. And Stu, just a little earlier, you had mentioned possibility for rain, and we always get excited about that, so do share more. All right, well, that chance is going to slowly get here this week. Let's talk about today again, the air quality alert in effect until noon Thursday. Today, along with that smoke, mostly sunny skies, upper 70s in the east, lower 80s in the west, the north winds about 5 to 10. Overnight, some smoke and partly cloudy skies, a lot of upper 50s, maybe low 60s at La Crosse, east winds at 5, becoming south overnight. Partly sunny with smoke on Wednesday, a rain chance, La Crosse and Mauston later in the afternoon, some scattered showers. I'd say low 80s almost everywhere, could be almost 85 at La Crosse, south winds at 5 to 10. And Thursday's the day, mostly sunny, scattered showers, maybe some thunderstorm activity again. But that summer weather returns, upper 80s with south winds at 5 to 10. I expect we stay in the mid and upper 80s with a slight chance of rain yet for Friday night. It's going to add a little bit, if nothing else, at least a quarter inch would be a nice little soaker. 
All right. Much appreciated for that update, Stu. Again, it's always good to hear that we got that rain possibility. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Are you a non-union construction tradesperson proud of what you do? Did you know you're worth so much more than what you're bringing home today? Put the power of Lyuna Union Labor to work for you. When you join Lyuna, you get the pay you deserve, plus pension and health care benefits above and beyond your compensation. That's zero deductions for pension and health care benefits with Lyuna because you're worth it. Learn more at lyunawisconsin.org join. When it comes to custom wedding rings, get to know your Denny's Jeweler. Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands. Whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum, you bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. How is it that we can have smokers lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Since 1995, the Global Positioning System, or GPS, developed by the U.S. military, Here we go. has been operational for civilian use. Please proceed to the highlight Today, the men and women of the Air Force Reserve continue their vital mission, guiding you safely on your way while protecting the freedoms we all enjoy. The United States Air Force Reserve, guiding and protecting America. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. 
Schedule your appointment. Tom'sAutoCenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. We're the getter, fix, getter, done to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Ergonomic office chairs that fit different employee body shapes and sizes is smart business. This is Zach from Office Furniture Warehouse. The proper fit reduces stress and pain, keeping your workforce at the office and productive. Name brand office furniture with warehouse pricing allows us to create better workspaces for America's workforce. That's simply smart business. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue on the north side. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Brewers letting Craig Council figure out his future. Brewers owner Mark Adonazio has told beloved manager Craig Council he's willing to give him a multi-year deal or a one-year deal or possibly even time off with the promise to return. That's how respected Craig Council is. This came out on uh, uh, Thursday, Friday into the weekend. See, I think it. I think it was pretty easy to see when some of those reports were coming out that it wasn't the Brewers that didn't want Craig Council and were, you know, still thinking, whoa, what should we do with Craig? Yeah. It was Craig saying, hmm, do I still want to be the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers? And it's definitely clear now. Uh, a little here, a Council who declined to extend his contract in spring and is a free agent will have other managing options if he is interested, obviously. Uh, but time off could actually be a real option as Council may decide he wants to more closely follow his four kids. So two... Baseball playing sons are will be at the University of Michigan in Minnesota, and he has two daughters remain in high school in Whitefish Bay, uh, where he uh, starred while he's obviously you know, you know before. Well, that was that was always the one of the you know reasonings why he might want to step away was family's getting older, kids are playing college baseball. He still has like you said the two in high school. So, I mean, that would make sense. Hell, when Whitefish Bay, one of their interviewing was Jack is his son, and Jack's like, yeah, my dad never really got to see me play too much, so it's really special that he's here uh, to see Whitefish Bay win it all. But then you have the other part of it where it's like, do you think Craig Council's getting frustrated because of lack of spending or lack of talent on the roster or something like that where you could easily see, you know, fans complaining where it's like, can't we go out and spend money? Can't we do Maybe he's starting to think the other thing where it's like, man, I make some of these moves and we get the most out of what we, you know, we have, but it's just not enough. Yeah. So uh, we've, we've talked about how a lot of faction of Brewers fans uh, are not forgiving of the Brewers of trading away Josh Hader last year. And I'll blame you Uh, in this article. It says right here, Milwaukee has spent reasonably well and usually wisely, but there was upset throughout the team last summer when the first place team traded star closer, Josh Hader, which, made the club, which turned to clubhouse depression, a slump, and a missed playoff spot by one game. I think we <laughs> I think we all know the Craig Council disheveled look. <laughs> yeah, we've all the seen pass it. Off, yeah, hair's kind of messed yeah, we've, up. And... We've all seen it quite a bit. Craig Council, when he had to do the interview about trading Josh Hader, <laughs> was basically looking like a disheveled Craig Council, but then trying to put on like your... Uh, 
your happy face. Like it was like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, this is uh, this is what we had to do. But he just looked just miserable saying it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Even though he had to say how it was going to be better for the team and this and that, and pretty much everyone knew that that wasn't true. Yeah, his uhs and ums were even more pronounced. Than, uh, um, uh, it's like we know, console. We feel the same way you do, dude. Um, do you think uh, maybe a bit of a hot take here? Losing Craig Council might be the best thing to ever happen to the Milwaukee Brewers. Tell me more. Well, you think about it. Craig Council is seen as a very respected manager, right? Yes. Like one of the better managers in the game. He's the guy that can get the most out of every single player that he has on the roster. He is a guy that it's been said has kind of bridged the gap from old school to the analytics side. Yeah. He's kind of that middle of the road guy. Why would it be beneficial for the brewers it might just show how bad the brewers actually are or how cheap the brewers actually are if they get some middle of the road manager and they continue to spend about the same amount of money bringing in the same type of players with the you know ceiling abilities that aren't quite as high as what you would like as a as a fan base Uh and they just stink so you're trying to force a an ownership uh, sell, maybe a maybe an ownership sell, maybe just a a change in like councils the band aid that's or the duct tape that's holding like this he thing made together. Them, he made them the roster was good enough with his managerial skills to be just good enough to continue to make the playoffs. And like imagine the closest that this team has has come so far in this window of of winning with this basically this core of players. It was twenty eighteen. Jolice Chassin was the ace of the staff in 2018. <laughs> Jolice Chassin, it was never an ace on any other staff ever. No, no, no. That was the closest they came to a World Series. It was one game away. They had the offense then. Well, the pitching wasn't bad. Like, Wade Miley was coming back after being god-awful. Yeah, you saw Woody out there. Woodruff was making his first full year at yeah. the big league level. Here's a crew perfectly comfortable using Baylor twine as a belt. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome back. I'm Charity Seebecker. Happy to be with you this Tuesday morning. Astalon Bio LLC is the new owner of the former Valero Ethanol plant in the town of Astalon, Wisconsin. They are planning to revolutionize corn processing here in Wisconsin and reopen for production in the fall. Jeff Eastman, CEO of Astalon Bio LLC, says they have an innovative approach to biorefining that will put them on the leading edge of the transition to low and zero carbon renewable fuels. He explains more about the facility and how it serves as the next generation of biorefineries. So this is the former Valero facility in Jefferson. We'll be producing around 110 million gallons. Uh, what's unique about this facility compared to other ethanol plants is it has front-end dry fractionation. It, it is unique in that we can separate all the constituents of corn, uh, the germ, the starch, the gluten, etc., and move them into different areas and sell those products separately or enhance and modify them into other products. So what other products are you going to use that for? We'll have germ. We're going to install some extraction technology that will help us uh, produce a food grade germ. We'll also have distillers corn oil that will produce off to the side. But that's one area. This will be food grade uh, corn oil. We'll be doing uh, a protein uh, products will be different different types of protein products, animal feed. It's like a, it will have like a fiber platform, I guess you could call it. 
So how many bushels can you process a day or a year roughly once you get it up and running? Generally, will be 40 million bushels a year, uh, doing about 110 million gallons of ethanol a year. Uh, generally speaking, obviously, we hope to do more than that. Do you know how does that compare to some of the other ethanol plants within the state? It's hard to compare us to other ethanol plants. Again, we all produce ethanol and, and other products, but the uniqueness of this plant is we're going to be producing other other byproducts that are, I guess, different. A lot of ethanol plants in the country produce ethanol, distiller's grain, corn oil, and some CO2. We're going to quadruple that with so many different uh, types of products. And we're producing biogas. We'll produce, uh, again, other protein foods and feeds. So this facility was closed for a while. Why was it important to reopen it and get it going for you? What this facility has that we like is the front end dry fractionation, which allows us to separate all the constituents of corn and then best utilize them and take us through their, their highest value uh, package that, that you could find. It's, it's very unique in that, in that and that's the reason why, why it was purchased. Who are some of the key players involved in making this possible? Well, obviously our owner, Mark Turley. Uh, Clone Bio is our parent out of Ireland. Um, those are probably the biggest uh, that made this happen, two biggest. How many jobs will this facility supply once it's up and running again? Are you able to be able to get the amount of workers you need? That's a great question. So we're going we're gonna to employ over 70 employees. Most likely these jobs are going to be high tech. They're going to be well paid, full benefits. I mean, world, these will be world-class jobs. This is a biorefinery, so this is a job that uh, it's, it's not your dad's ethanol plant, I guess you could say. And these will be jobs that we're willing to pay for. Now, the question of finding those employees, that's going to be tough for us in this, in this environment. So we're, we're casting our net wide and try to pull in as much talent as we can get, uh, which we're currently uh, ongoing right now. So far, it's been pretty good. People are excited to come work for us. What has the community response been like now that you are reopening it and you're getting involved here? I think what you what, what we saw at our event was was spectacular. We had hundreds of folks here, again, mainly farmers. The overall excitement about what we're doing, the aggressiveness of what we're doing, the next generation of biofuels is where we're going. People had a lot of different uh, comments, but mostly very positive. I was I was pretty excited. I mean, you bring people from the Madison area to come in here to talk. Uh, the economic development folks. It's been it's been. They're pretty excited. They're excited. I'm excited. So. so when it comes to actually buying that grain, what region are you buying from? Is it Wisconsin specific, Midwest, or what does that look like for you? With any ethanol plant, you want to you want to buy locally from the producers. Um, and that's where we're going to focus our time and effort. Uh, we'll buy, obviously, from commercials as well, but we're going to be buy mainly from the producers within a, you know, a, a certain distance, 40, 50 miles. I don't think we're going to go much further than that. There's plenty of corn out there. There will be contracts. We will look out, you know, into the future, and then we'll be buying spot as needed. I, again, we're no different than other places. That was Jeff Eastman, CEO of Estalon Bio LLC. To learn more, look for their link in the article on our website at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.
Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. At the University of Wisconsin-Madison, agriculture is in our nature. It's where our research feeds our families, as well as our economy. Where we're not just growing our food, we're growing our futures. Where world-class education and innovation begin. Because you can't stop a badger. As proud supporters of the dairy industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during June Dairy Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious dairy products for our nation and the world, which is why at Compure Financial, they're defined by you, your hopes for the future, as well as your needs today. Visit Compure.com or call 844-426-6733 to learn more. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Welcome back. I'm Charity Seebecker. Happy to be with you this Tuesday morning. In case you missed the weather update earlier, today will be sunny with a high of 83. Tomorrow will be partly cloudy with a high of 85. And on Thursday, we'll have a mix of sunshine and clouds and 89 degrees. But before we get to these markets, farm team member Stephanie Hoff talks with Tammy Vassen of the Wisconsin Beef Council. Take it away, Stephanie. The Wisconsin Beef Council gave a $2,500 donation to Feeding Wisconsin this week so that the organization can buy beef across its six pantries for those in need. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Tammy Vossen is the executive director of the Wisconsin Beef Council, and she tells us why this was a priority. So during May, Wisconsin Beef Council has hosted a number of events to recognize the contributions of our beef and dairy farmers back to the state of Wisconsin. But one of those events is our Burgers and Buns Fun Run. So we partner with Wisconsin Farm Bureau in the Farm Wisconsin Discovery Center to be able to offer an event that helps raise awareness about the beef industry, but we also have the run. And so the proceeds from our run, we have donated back to Feeding Wisconsin for the last couple of years. How was participation this year? So we had actually, we offered both an in-person event and virtual. Uh, So it gave folks the chance, whether they are located nearby the Farm Wisconsin Discovery Center or if they're 200 miles away in our state that they could also participate virtually. So we did have over 70 participants who signed up um, and contributed to the overall program. You were able to raise money because when you sign up, you pay an entry fee, I assume? Right. So they all pay an entry fee. And then we also, of course, had the donation from Wisconsin Farm Bureau to be able to help support the overall donation back to Feeding Wisconsin. Do you know what they'll be using the money for? So those dollars will be used to purchase beef. Uh, They'll be sending funds out to the food pantries that are served by Feeding Wisconsin. And those individual pantries will then partner with local grocery stores or other locations that they can bring beef in to serve to the families in those communities. And Tammy, how does this fit into the Wisconsin Beef Council and the checkoff strategy? 
our farmers are committed each and every day to caring for their animals and ensuring that we have wholesome, delicious beef on the plates of our consumers across the state. And as we as we recognize challenges that some families do run into from time to time in, in putting that nutritious protein onto the plates for their families, this gives us the opportunity to continue to ensure that kids are having access to beef that's providing them with protein, zinc, iron, choline, and a number of B vitamins to help them grow healthy minds and bodies. Are you going to be doing this again next year, the Burgers and Bun Fun Run to benefit Feeding Wisconsin? Well, we always evaluate our programs, of course, from year to year to make for sure that we are having the most impact with the checkoff dollar that our farmers trust us with. But each and every time I come back here to Feeding Wisconsin, we know the impact that this can have on our rural communities. So I'm hopeful that we'll continue to be able to have programs where we can raise some dollars and make those contributions back to uh, Feeding Wisconsin. Tammy Vossen along with us, the executive director of the Wisconsin Beef Council, after they donated $2,500 to Feeding Wisconsin. Feeding Wisconsin will use that money to buy beef across its six pantries to serve those in need. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Thanks, Stephanie. Now let's take a look at our Chicago markets. Cash corn is trading at 634 and a quarter, down three cents. December 23 new crop corn is trading at 577. That's down 11 and a quarter cents. Cash soybeans are trading at 1504 and three quarters, down 16 and a quarter cents. In November 23, new crop beans are trading at 12.96. That's down 27 cents. July 23 wheat is trading at 7.07. That's down 17 and a quarter cents. On the dairy side of things, July Class 3 milk contract is trading at 14.93 a hundred weight, up 7 cents. And August milk is trading at 15.68 with no change. Barrel cheese closed yesterday at 1.45. That's down 5 cents. 40-pound block cheese closed at 136 and a quarter. That was down four and a quarter cents. And the double A butter closed down six cents at 236. Coming up, we're going to focus on all of the commodity news you can handle. We have John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us live to kick you off on this Tuesday morning. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When it comes to custom jewelry, get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for. And eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. They don't want you to be concerned about medical bills. That's why they offer one of the best benefits and insurance packages around. They take care of the community by providing temporary energy for local festivals and fairs. A good sign they'll also take care of you. If you're an experienced electrician that takes pride in your work and wants to join a rising reliable company with a premier benefits package, apply online at everreadyelectric.net. Sweet of Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. 
There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta metal roof. S-W-I-T-A metalroofing.com. Sweeta metal roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to LiunaWisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back. I'm Charity Seebecker, rounding out the farm show this Tuesday morning. Market advisor John Heinberg with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend is joining us. John, what's the update on the crop ratings? Yeah, we got crop progress numbers out last night or yesterday afternoon, and we continue to see the corn crop uh, fall apart in terms of its quality ratings. And right now we're down to 51% good to excellent. That was below the market's expectations, even with some of the rains that did come through in some of these areas uh, over the weekend, just didn't seem to get there where it needed to be into the levels it needed to at that time frame. You know, but the disappointing thing is, as we're looking at the markets this morning, the markets are what we call a futures market, and they're looking at the weather market models right now uh, and things are turning wetter so maybe we're anticipating things getting better at this time frame you know it is still relatively early that maybe some good moisture can bring this crop back on its get it back on its feet you know the biggest thing that this market's watching and I've been watching too is what's going on in the state of Illinois down the 26% good to excellent down another 10% I mean we're talking as you know the state obviously that's produces 16% of the corn supply uh, so that's an area that we've been really wanting to focus and how that state handles this it's going to be real hard to produce this bumper crop that the market was anticipating you know when your top when your top producing states just doesn't have the quality that's there you know wisconsin we slipped about eight percent obviously i was on the road last week and things were definitely in the northern tier of the state definitely in need of some moisture i know some did come through again we don't know if it the coverage is there, uh, but it's something we're watching right now. And then on the soybean side, same thing happening there in terms of ratings, down to 51% good to excellent as well, uh, down another three percentage points from last week. So obviously the moisture needs to come. The, the forecast is there for some rains to kick in this weekend. If something were to happen and they don't materialize, like we've been kind of seeing, this market could get a little bit crazy again. But at the same time, if things do come together, the, the market is still anticipating we got plenty of time to put a decent crop together. Well, for the sake of all of our farmers, you know, I hope there is rain. Of course, you know, you never want the rain when you're trying to actually go out and enjoy the sun or that one time you have plans, but we need that rain. But on another topic, the USDA planning report, that's going to be keeping things pretty volatile, right? Yeah, at the end of the week here on Friday, we got the USDA planted acreage report as well as the grain stock report. Very quickly, let's just touch on the grain stocks. Again, that's just a measurable count of where we are in terms of bushels. Obviously, we expect corn, soybeans, and wheat supplies to be lower than last year, about 2% lower on corn, about 16 17% lower on soybeans, 12 13% lower on wheat from where we were last year. You know, the grain stocks numbers are fairly calculated. About the only one that's got a lot of wiggle room in it is corn with the 
the with the feed usage side of things but we know the exports we know the grind for ethanol or the crush for soybeans you know those numbers are pretty well put together but there's always some surprises that can occur in those reports and then we got the acreage number now with you know march we expect 92 million acres of corn 87 and a half million acres of soybeans those numbers are going to stay relatively close at least according to what the analysts are thinking right now maybe down slightly in corn up slightly in soybeans so we'll see but now it's one of those reports that always has a, a tendency to give us a bit of a wild card you know there's no production numbers no demand numbers it's just strictly going to be an acre number and where we are on supplies that'll come out on friday but obviously another one of those goalpost setter that'll set the tone for the rest of the uh, summer in terms of what production could be absolutely and last week because that's kind of a future um, report but now last week's report on cattle for feed report that was positive right so what does that mean for the markets too well, we had the cattle and feed report last Friday. Uh, one thing that was a little bit heavy in there was some of the placements kind of surprised the market a little bit up a 5% year over year, but the cattle numbers still continue to be tight. Now with that, the market feels like it has topped out here. We've seen cash trade kind of start to slide a little bit. We've seen the retail values had hit their peak. So maybe we're at that stage where we've got our spring summer high in. We typically kind of work to a spring summer low. Now this market's still tight on supplies. So I'm not walk looking at a big washout in terms of price or anything. Thing, but it wouldn't surprise me if we see some more drift lower just because of the technical side of money flow. But then again, still third and fourth quarter, we're going to be tight on cattle, and that could be another window that we get a run out in this market here. You know, some opportunity, I think, for producers to make sure you're looking at your risk management plans with the cattle side of the operation. Yeah. And if there was one thing that you could say to farmers right now about the crops and everything moving forward, what would it be? You know, a lot of volatility right now. So, again, take make sure you're managing your risk. We've seen how fast this market can move. Again, when we get in these weather markets, uh, things can move very, very quickly. You know, here we are today, positive news, down double digits on the overnight. Take advantage of the opportunities when they're there. If you're not sure about your crops, make sure you're using defensive strategies like puts to at least try to lock in some of these gains. Thank you. Once again, that is John Heinberg, the market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. And if you want to learn more or get in contact with him, you can call 608-487-2182 or you can head over to TotalFarmMarketing.com. Once again, that's John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Thanks for joining us today, John. Thank you. Have a great week. Everybody, you have a great week as well. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We get it. You need the most durable truck and a return on it, too. That's why Ewald Chevrolet Buick is your certified agriculture dealer. With your purchase, receive AgPack at no additional cost to you. A package of farm and ranch discounts with savings up to $30,000 right now.